When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks. This is a podcast all about pop culture and reality TV. I have my new studio set up. David and I have been working very hard on the not only the purple lights, now we have sound panels, and I feel a little bit like a gamer. I feel like I'm getting ready to stream like Call of Duty or something, but nope, that's not what we're here to discuss. We're here to discuss what's going on in the Hollywood headlines. I had a weekend before we get into it. I am still recovering from my time at Machine Gun Kelly. I went to the Machine Gun Kelly concert this weekend. I really was there to see Kourtney Kardashian because, of course, Travis Barker was there. I didn't see her, but I know she was there. She's posting lots of pictures, and I, I breathed the same air, you know? Like, I was in the same vicinity as Kourtney Kardashian. So I'm just going to go with that and we're just going to live our best life. But yeah, still recovering about four days later. I'm so old. I'm so old. It used to be like my pride and joy to go to concerts. I would be at Lollapalooza every year. I would be crowd surfing at Panic at the Disco concerts. And let me tell you, I I was like, I need a chair. I was in the pit. I was like, I need a chair. I need to sit down. Machine Gun Kelly would be like, Cleveland, are you tired yet? And I would, I'd be like, yes, honestly, I am. Can you blame me? You've been performing for two and a half hours. You just smashed a wine glass on your face. I, I'm ready to go home. Not to say I didn't have an amazing time. It was great, but I'm just still a little tired. Um, there is also one thing that I need to address before we get into this week's pop three because we're shifting gears here. I need to hold myself accountable. Okay. I don't want to say that I'm getting canceled because it's a step too far, but you know, some people are calling me out on something that I said, something that I did that is a little hypocritical. So I, I deserve it. I think and I just thought that I would address it right here and say that I'm sorry and hopefully we can move on with love and light because last week on the podcast, we were talking about Matt and Rachel and all these pregnancy rumors who are still driving me absolutely bananas posting three little baby lawn chairs on Rachel's Instagram story. But I was talking about the Nordstrom ad that they did in the parking garage. And I was like, 
Well, Matt is rubbing all up on Rachel's belly. And I was like, well, David and I would never, we would never, we would never. And what do you know? Got my engagement photos back, posted one. Where's his hands? Where's his hands? They're on my belly. Two hands on the belly. I don't want to lie to you guys. And I did. And people were in the DMs and they were not happy. They're like, mm, mm, would you look at this? Is this a pregnancy announcement? And I'm like, okay, I get it. I got it. I've been humbled. I'm holding myself accountable. No, no chance that I am with child. Rachel and Matt, I still don't know. But at this point, I'm over it. I was over it last week when I told you that they're just doing stuff to be annoying. And now I think they're doing stuff to be annoying. I've seen her drinking what appears to be alcohol, but I don't know. I'm not putting any more thought and time into it unless you like DM me about it because I will respond because I have to. Anyways, let's move on to today's pop three. We're checking in on a lot of couples in this week's pop three from Beverly Hills to The Bachelor to Vanderpump Rules. So let's start with number one, this week's headlines. Dorit and Mauricio are in a little bit of a I don't even I don't even know what you would call it. It's not an S storm because I don't know, is it? There's there's romance rumors between Dorit and Mauricio. As you know, Dorit is married to PK. As you know, Mauricio is married to Kyle Richards. Now, fans of the show have been commenting on this for months just because especially in the recent season of Beverly Hills, the way that they're acting towards each other is just a little bit weird. Um Looking back to one of the first episodes this season, the robbery, right? So they all go to Kyle's house after the day after Dorit gets robbed. And PK comes home from London and they're group hugging. It's like PK, Dorit, and Mauricio. And and Dorit kisses Mauricio's shoulder like, yes, I just kissed my microphone. So then last week's episode, and I know one came out last night, but last week's, PK played a game with Mauricio where they were like, which wife, you know, would you want to be with if you weren't with yours? PK said Erica Jane and Mauricio, do you know who he picked? Dorit. Dorit. So in comes Dana Wilkie, 25,000. You remember she was on Beverly Hills like, Ages ago, talking about her sunglasses, the 25,000. She was a former friend. She was on Instagram this weekend and she was like, she posted a photo of Dorit and Mauricio's faces over an affair to remember movie poster. And, and Dana was like, fans cannot stop talking about this. What do you think? Dorit, not pleased. She commented very long. Is something wrong with you, woman? Or are you just so miserable in your life you have nothing better to do? You're definitely one of the thirstiest people I have ever seen. I guess it's just as simple as that. Kyle and Mo are our friends, and my kids call them uncle and auntie. Do you think this is okay for my kids to see when it's a disgusting lie? If this is the only way you can make a buck, then so be it. But at least have some decency and stop trying to peddle false narratives, especially when there is zero truth behind it and your whole motive is just to hurt people for no reason. It's sad, pathetic, and bound to bite you in the ass inevitably. 
like four out of 10 on the Dorit impression, but it's hard, you guys, because she's got like 18 different accents. Okay. So then Dana went on her Instagram story and she was like, look, I'm not making this up. It's the fans that truly cannot stop talking about it. And she's like, obviously I struck a nerve, hit a nerve. As you remember that scene, what was it? The dinner party from hell where they're like hit a nerve and they just drag the smoke out. Okay. Anyways, here's my thoughts on this. Producers deserve an Emmy. Okay. There should be a new Emmy category for how production affects social media reactions to the show. You cannot tell me that they did not intentionally put the shoulder kiss in because it was like, boom, right up in her face, shoulder kiss. And then to put like, oh, yeah, Dorit, Mo would pick Dorit. Like they know what they're doing. 100%. Okay, moving on to our next couple that we're getting a little check in on. Caitlin Bristow and Jason Tardick are postponing their wedding. So Caitlin and Jason said that they were going to get married on New Year's Eve. Now they aren't getting married on New Year's Eve. And people are like, what's up with that? You know, like, what's going on? You guys have been engaged for a long time. You've been talking about planning your wedding for a long time. What's the 411? What's the sitch, Caitlin? So she did an interview with Us Weekly on the Here for the Right Reasons podcast and was like saying that they have such different tastes and pretty much everything. And if they both agree on a venue, it's booked until like late next year. And then she was like, I would be totally open to going to a courthouse and having a big party later. And Jason's like, no, I need a big wedding. Um, So here's really where the confusion was. Uh, They technically aren't postponing their New Year's Eve wedding because according to Caitlin, there was actually never a wedding booked for New Year's Eve. Um, she did an Instagram story a couple days later saying, and you know, I'm not reading the Instagram caption because I just read a novel from Dorit and I'm going to read more Instagram captions later. So I just could not be bothered. But saying something along the lines of we're not postponing our wedding because it actually was never booked. The venue told us that they had New Year's Eve as a date and now they they don't actually have it. So there was just a little bit of a miscommunication there. Um, and now they can't find a venue that they both like for New Year's Eve. Essentially, they're back to square one. Don't really know what's going on. Look, don't knock them for having a long engagement. Look at JoJo and Jordan. They were engaged for like 27 years and they made it out alive. Moving on to our third and final headline in this week's pop three, Tom Schwartz and Katie Maloney of Vanderpump Rules seen together via their Instagram stories after they were last seen together having an argument. We talked about that on uh, the podcast, I believe it was two weeks ago. So if you are not up to date, Go listen to it. It's as easy as that. Okay. Very interesting past two weeks for the former Bubba's of Vanderpump Rules. There was that viral video of Katie and Tom fighting allegedly over uh, Tom potentially flirting with another woman. As you know, they're in the middle of getting a divorce. Then last week, newly single Taylor Ann Green, who used to date Shep from Southern Charm, went on Watch What Happens Live and tells Andy to hook her up with Tom Schwartz at BravoCon. We were all like, row, row. <gasps> That's That was my reaction. Just, <gasps> someone give me a brown paper bag. 
quick. Then that weekend, Tom and Katie both po both post a picture of themselves in a pool together, and y'all were freaking out. And the DMs are like, Margaret, what does this mean? What does it mean? They've said a lot that they are cool, which like I don't have any experience with divorce, but I have broken up with dudes before and like we ain't cool and we're never going to be cool. So I don't know. Tom Schwartz did an interview with Hollywood Life where they asked about a possible reconciliation with Katie and he said, never say never. Mm. He said, as of now, we're on an indefinite hiatus. We still love and support each other. I'm a huge Maloney champion. I will support her in everything she does. She's killing it and hitting her stride. The, pro the podcast is crushing it. He said, me and Katie are still very close. Can you have a joint divorce party? Full transparency. It's been nice. Me and Katie still have a deep bond. We still love each other. Joint custody of the dogs. It feels really good to say that I have zero bitterness or anger. I still love her. Okay. And then another separate interview with page six, Schwartz said he's relearning how to be single. He called it strange. And then Sandoval kind of interrupted him was like, he doesn't have time to be single because we're, we're focusing on Schwartz and Sandys. It's like, we know, <laughs> we know that you guys are coming out with another bar. Schwartz and Sandy's. So according to page six, uh, Katie was present at the bar soft, soft opening and the exes appeared to be friendly. Here's one thing that I just do not understand about the Vanderpump Rules clan. And I interviewed Stassi like before the pandemic, before her wedding, before she got fired, long time ago. And one of my questions to her was, why are you guys all friends with your exes when you all like hated each other? Because at that point in my life, I was, I, I don't like having bad blood with people. And I'm talking about my exes a lot today, but I don't like having bad blood with people. So I'm like, it's been so much time. Like I don't hold any bitterness towards anybody. Like if we can be cool, we can be cool. We don't need to be cool because none of them live in the same place that I live in. Like we don't see each other. So it doesn't really matter. But I'm like, how do you stay friends with like Jax Taylor? And she was like, honestly, um, I don't, I don't recommend it, you know, to other people to be, to be friends with your exes. Um, because of the circumstances, we have to be friends. And, you know, after a certain amount of time, your drama gets swept up in, in different drama, you know? So maybe that's what's going on with Katie and Tom, where they both still want to be on the show. So if there was drama, they're either A, using it to their advantage on the show. I don't know. I don't know what the B option was going to be. So we'll just go with A. All right, now it's time for this week's deep dive. Every single week on my Instagram at Morgan P Talks, I open up the deep dive submissions to you. What is it that you want to know more about? You don't have all the answers to. It's stressing you. It's stressing you. So this week, our deep dive comes to us from Jordan. Hey, Morgan. It's Jordan from Cleveland, Ohio. I'd love to hear your thoughts on Nate from this season of The Bachelorette. He was one of my favorites on the show, but there is so much drama with his exes right now. Do you really think we might see him as the next Bachelor? Can't wait to hear what you think. You're the best. Love you like a sis. Jordan's in Cleveland, baby. I love a Cleveland girl. I'm a Cleveland girl and I love you like a sis. Jordan. Okay, the Nate controversy. If you haven't watched this week's episode of The Bachelorette, please do not listen to this because there will be some spoilers. Okay, so what happened? 
Nate is essentially being exposed by two of his former girlfriends. I'm using air quotes because that's what we don't really know. We don't really know if they were ever official. We don't really know what their relationship status was, but he's being exposed by two girls that Nate was allegedly dating at the same time. So reality, Steve did some investigative journalism here. Um, and it all started with one TikTok by a girl named Kelsey Frank flank, excuse me, Kelsey flank. And it said, I cry for a guy who dot, 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 kept his kid a secret from me for 1.5 years while we were dating. And I found out on reality TV. Okay. At first I felt like this didn't get a lot of traction. I saw the TikTok when it came out. I saw a couple bachelor nation pages sharing it, but I feel like it kind of started and ended there because especially in more recent seasons, we've seen this trend, you know, where people want the clout of exposing someone on The Bachelor. It reminds me of, um, well, one, the girl who accused Clayton of cheating on Susie, which never happened. Um, and two, that guy who did a TikTok about, um, the former bachelor, you know, my girlfriend cheated on me with the former bachelor and that wasn't true. So anytime now that these things come up, you have to kind of look at it with a grain of salt, but reality, Steve got the shovel. He did some digging and I guess Kelsey sent 38 photos on a Google drive into reality. Steve, um, giving a, a very in-depth timeline of their relationship. Uh, like, obviously we don't know if they were actually together, but one and a half, they had pictures together for one and a half years. It looked like pictures on, you know, pretty serious dates on, um, Valentine's day. I guess they said, I love you to each other, but we still don't ever know if they DTR to find the relationship. So then comes a woman named, um, Laurie, I believe is her name. And I guess they matched on a social media app. Uh, pictures were taken with her too around Valentine's day. So they're like comparing notes at this point, the two women, they're like, Oh, I was with them on Valentine's day. No, I was with them on Valentine's day. Like what? Show me your picture. I'll show you my picture. Kelsey also told reality, Steve, I wish Nate all the best. I don't want to affect his future, but it's important for me to try to prevent another girl from being blindsided by his secrecies. This might be an unpopular opinion here, but I don't buy that. Okay. Let me read it again. No shade. No shade. I, if this really happened to Kelsey, I sympathize because that like sucks. If you date a guy, even, even if it's casually or whatever you want to call it for a year and a half, and then you find out on TV that he has a kid, like that's got to feel really weird. But she said, I wish Nate all the best. I don't want to affect his future. I'm just letting it sink in for a second, but it's important for me to try and prevent another girl from being blindsided by his secrecies. Well, he's, if she's talking about Gabby, he's not being blindsided by his secrecies because a, he already told her about his past with the daughter and his marriage. And B, if you're not trying to affect his future, why are you going to reality? Steve? I just, I don't, I don't, I don't love it. Okay. Obviously other people are like, you should not be going to reality. Steve of all people, like he shouldn't be the one to break this kind of news. It's neither here nor there for me. Like reality. Steve is going to do what reality. Steve is going to do. And I feel like, you know, he, he did his due diligence of really making sure that she had the receipts, that she had the screenshots, that she had the text. So 
How did Nate respond to this? He said on an Instagram comment, there are two sides to every story. And Nate right now can't really tell his side of the story because he's under contract with ABC. Even Kaylin Bristow did an interview with Us Weekly, and she said, there's three sides to every story. There's his side, her side, and the truth. And I always try and take all of these headlines and things with a grain of salt because I've seen headlines about myself that are like, oh, Caitlin was the phoniest bachelorette they ever had. She was dating a guy pre-show. She goes on to explain that situation. She said, I was dating a guy before I went on The Bachelor. And I was literally like, I have to make a decision because if this is actually my person, I'm not going to go on The Bachelor. But he wasn't. And I was like, I have to break up with you because you're not my person and I'm going to go on the show, which I think is fair. She also said, I think it's okay to date people before you go on the show. I think it's okay to date two people at the same time before you go on the show, as long as it's within reason. Like, are you telling both of them you love them and you're committed to them and they don't know about each other? That's a problem. If you're casually dating and it's none of their business, whether you're going on other dates to see what happens and you're just having fun before you go on a TV show, I don't see a problem with that. So I never want to immediately jump to conclusions, but I guess we'll see. I'm curious to hear Nate's side of the story. I think she's right, you guys. I think she's really right. And I just don't love this trend of judging, like being the judge, jury, and executioner of somebody's past based on somebody else's experience with this person, which is actually what Gabby said. We got some inside sources about what went down at the mental law. Obviously, you know, we know now that Nate was sent home this week. Um, and Gabby, they talked, Nate got a hot seat at the mental law and they talked about um, this situation. And Gabby said something along the lines of, I'm only going to judge Nate, you know, based on the way that he treated me. So where things really get interesting here is Mike Fleiss, who, you know, is the head honcho, is really going in to defend him, to defend Nate, to address the allegations, which he's never done before. I have literal, like, pages of screenshots from Mike Fleiss talking about Nate, it says, don't jump to conclusions about certain cast members based on mere allegations, as disturbing as they may be. I beg you to wait until all the facts come out before making any judgments. Don't worry, Bachelor Nation. Uh, Millsy and Martin Hilton are conducting a thorough investigation. No stone will be left unturned. That's kind of like, what are they investigating? <laughs> are they investigating if Nate lied to these girls? Like, how do you investigate that? Anyways, um, Sure hope this is good news for Bachelor Nation. According to Martin Hilton, the man in question is nothing like the guy these women have made him out to be. Another tweet. Since there is an innocent young child in this situation, we must conduct a full and complete investigation. Another tweet. Here at The Bachelor, we believe the casting decision should never be exploited. Whoa. Exploitive. <laughs> Brain fart. There are more important things than ratings. So just, just a bizarre response from Mike Fleiss. Like I said, we've never seen him actually go ham like that. So what does that mean? A lot of people thought maybe Nate was getting the Bachelor edit. This time around, Mike Fleiss coming in to defend him could be setting him up to be the Bachelor. Here's why I think that there could be some legitimate legs to this, to Nate potentially being in the running to be the next Bachelor. And it all comes back 
to our dear friend, Michael A., our lovely favorite of all time, bestie for the resty, Michael A. My sources can confirm Michael A. was wanted for The Bachelor after he self-eliminated from Katie's season. I'm going to leave it there. I also have heard that Mike Fleiss's time with the franchise may be coming to an end soon. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that means this season. I don't know if that means next season. But is Mike Fleiss going to stick around for the next 10 years? No. So I believe that it's important to Mike Fleiss to end on a good season. When you think back to how beloved Michael A. was in the Bachelor franchise, people wanted single father Michael A. has gone through such a heart-wrenching tragedy. They wanted him to find love so bad. People really were rooting for Michael A. And that, obviously, from Mike Fleiss's standpoint, will draw viewers. Was Fleiss trying to recreate those circumstances with Nate, with single father Nate, which although obviously their situations are different as to how they ended up where they are, but because Michael didn't work out as The Bachelor last year, was this casting, was this golden boy edit all an attempt to get people to fall in love with Nate so that he could be the next Bachelor. Not to mention Nate, already friends with people in Bachelor Nation, um, specifically Dustin. I know he's friends with some other people. But he ha- I mean, he has gotten the Golden Boy edit, truly one of the most positive edits of the season. You know, spoiler alert. They went on Bachelor in Paradise. When you get a when you get an edit that good with the heartbreaking goodbye, with him, you know, being in all the ITMs for the commentary, and you don't go to paradise. Why? I think I know why. Cause he's probably gonna be the bachelor. Um, we'll see how this one plays out. Obviously, this through a pretty big wrench in the system. Um, I think Nate could still potentially be the bachelor. I want a twofer with Greg and Andrew. I think it would be hilarious, but time will tell. All right, you guys, to wrap up this week's episode of MPT, I am going to introduce you to our next guest. Julian Samani is an actor and the co-host of the X Appeal podcast. Fun fact about Julian, he was on set with Kim Kardashian for that Beyond Meat commercial, the conspiracy theory that we are going to try to crack. Did she eat the food during the commercial shoot or was she a fake and a phony. Please welcome Julian. Julian, thank you for joining MPT this week. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. We are here to crack a little bit of a conspiracy theory. (sighs) Maybe the only way that I know that I can crack this one. And it's all about Kim Kardashian eating those Beyond Beyond Meat chicken nuggets. (laughs) Julian, you were in the commercial. Yes. With Kim. Now, before yeah. we do crack the conspiracy theory, you were the chef that actually handed her the food. Tell All us, food. tell us what it was like on set that day. Um, 
so if if I remember, like you did an actual episode about this, is that it? Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what were your thoughts on it? Well, you just know, so the, I know the internet was just ablaze <laughs> yes. with, you know, Kim Kardashian hate, and and I I don't want to say that I perpetuated that because I I don't care. Eat the burger, don't eat the burger. Like she's filming a commercial, it's not a big deal. But people, as they generally do with anything revolving the Kardashians were all up in arms saying she didn't even eat the chicken. She didn't even eat the burger. And when you go back, it does look a little bit suspicious. Like, you know, the bun is still on the burger. It's cut very perfectly. So I just kind of want to want to know what it was like that day. Yeah. You know, there's a a theory that is uh, apparently that it was all a marketing scam from beyond. There's also a theory where people think they did that on purpose so that people will talk about it even more, giving more buzz to it. What do you think? Do you think that's true? It's not true. It's all, <laughs> it's, that's not it. Um, how it was like on set? Well, it was honestly like, you know, very professional, uh, very quick. The whole shoot took about like three hours. Um, I didn't get to have like a, you know, an intimate talk obviously with, uh, with Kim because she is very, very busy as you can expect. She has a whole team around her. So the way it went is, you know, we would get ready. Once everything was ready to shoot, we would get on set. We would be recording. And as soon as the director had his shot, she would go back to her chair and, you know, be on, on her phone and her entire team is on the phone at the same time i felt like i was in a movie you know, <laughs> on the phone and showing this is happening this is happening so she's handling this and then whenever the director is ready for the next take she'd be hey we're ready for you she's like okay drop the phone go do her thing whenever we have it go back to the phone and you know keep handling business that seems like it would be exhausting yeah right? yeah i i don't know props to them to be honest i'm i'm not a a kardashian fan or hater i don't really watch the Kardashian, I don't mm. care. Um, but the one thing that like stuck out of me is like, man, like these people are working constantly, constantly working. I mean, they got to build an empire one way or another. Yeah. yeah. And it seems like they don't sleep. Now, did you know that you were going to be on set, you know, with Kim that day? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. And you weren't nervous at all. I mean, I know you said that you don't really care one way or another, but I would be just dying inside. <laughs> no, I I was not at all. I uh, to me, it's another job. You know, have you I've, worked with any like other big celebrities, like big name, like like Kim Kardashian? Is she the most famous? Um, she probably is the most famous. I, I've worked with people that intimidate me more than her because of the career that I'm in. Right, so th- I do commercials on the side. But my main thing is acting. And, you know, my first real big encounter was J.K. Simmons and where I had a scene with him. And to me, that's more intimidating because, you know, he's an Oscar award winner. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I get to share the screen and have a scene with this legend. So but as soon as the camera says action, to be honest, it all goes out the window. You know, I I, I'm working right now on a Hulu show with Catherine Han. Yeah, no like not even yeah i'm not stressed i did uh, another show last month for apple that i can't really talk about because they're very secretive but <laughs> big big names on it and just not you know it's just like it's it's work that's it's amazing yeah. i mean obviously this is your career path like what led you into this arena working with such huge people 
Um, I mean, you know, once I decided to start acting, I just got to work. I started, you know, taking all my classes, all that stuff. And then once I got agents, I got auditions. And then it's just about booking the right jobs. And then I've, I've booked jobs here and there and there. And it just keeps getting better over time. Because you start to make a little name for yourself and then you work with one celebrity and then people are more comfortable to bring you on set next to another celebrity to shoot because you've already been there. Right. And you're professional and they know your reputation. Yeah. So you're going into this commercial. Mm -hmm. I want to know, like, the process of getting the job. Do they tell you, like, this is a campaign with Kim Kardashian. We need this person, this person, this person. Or do you just kind of go in and then they tell you what's going on? So for jobs like this, because Kim Kardashian is such a big name mm-hmm. around the world and there are a lot of fan people out there, right? Even actors that would probably freeze next to her. Right. And I know like, you know, people around me that don't really mention Kim Kardashian when they knew I was going to be on set with her, they all went crazy. And this job was referral. So there was no auditions. It was referral from people that we knew. Um, and it's a good friend of mine who works for Beyond Meat who knew this was going to go down. And he's fairly high up at Beyond. And he knew I could not care less. They so, probably like that though. Yeah, in that he situation. Knew. He was just like, he's 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 doing that. He's been doing this. He, you know, like I, I don't know like basketball players, I don't know football players. I like the only person I might get a little like starstruck is Chris Hemsworth. And he knows that. <laughs> That's the only one. That's like my my fanboy, right? And That's I a guess, good one. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, Yeah, we can bring Julian. He's not gonna freak out we need a chef he's french that's just a great match <laughs> and um and yeah and so you know i i think they told me like on a th- thursday hey next week we're doing this you want to be part of it and i was like yeah absolutely you know obviously what's the pay and then once we agreed i was like all right i'll be there i mean you did Super do easy. a great job you you do look like you could be a chef <laughs> <laughs> i call it i call it silent acting at its finest <laughs> yeah. you know Okay, so truly the moment we've all been waiting yeah. for, trying to crack the case for months now, did Kim Kardashian eat the Beyond Meat burger while you were filming the commercial? Yeah, I hope I don't get in trouble for this. <laughs> okay, let me ask you this. What do you think? No. She didn't? No, I don't. Do you th- think she didn't eat any of the products? I think while they were filming the commercial, she did not eat any of the product because I mean, logistically, you can't have her filming this commercial with food in her mouth, with her chewing, and she's having to recite lines. I think they probably would have done like a taste test maybe before the commercial just so that she kind of had an idea of what was going to happen. But while they were filming the commercial, I think no. You're wrong. She ate everything. Really? I promise on my mother's life, she ate everything. She tried everything and then you know i know that she posted like two three weeks later stories of her actually eating the food right and she was doing that in between takes now she didn't finish everything but she had which is understandable yeah because there was a lot of products to shoot but she had a bite or two even three of every single product and i actually was quite impressed because you know sometimes big celebrities can be very tricky to work with they don't want to do something that the director asked and everything the director asked for. 
she was like, hey, do you mind? Just we need one more take, one more bite. And she was like, absolutely. She had like honestly no problem whatsoever. She was super, super professional on the set, on the set. Yeah, I feel like that's something that we kind of hear a lot, whether it be on the Kardashians show or, you know, like interviews with this. She is very professional. Like yeah. She will do whatever she needs to do to get do. the job done, yes. which is probably why she's working 24 yeah. seven, which is what you witnessed on set that day. Yeah, but she uh, she tried everything. So I think because I know that, you know, they had shots of her eating the burger mm -hmm. and then they had a second burger ready for the actual product shot. Got it. Um, that they used. And then they, you know, she picked up the new burger that was cut and she would, you know, do a pose with it. Mm -hmm. I don't know how the producing team, you know, it's an independent. It has nothing to do with Beyond. How they didn't catch that. I right. have no idea. I think because it does look like she doesn't. I mean, yeah, do you watch it back and, and you're yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. I can oh, see. Doesn't. Yeah, no, absolutely. But she did. And I think that it's one of those scenarios where this production team, this, this this shoot was so stressful probably for them because, you know, they're dealing with a very, you know, big celebrity and right. everything needs to be perfect camera wise and look wise that it, they just they might have just not even realized it. Sometimes you're so into a, a thing like uh, editing and so to a project, you don't see the main thing that's missing in front of you because you've right. been in it for like three weeks, a month. I think that's what happened. Um, but when I saw it, to be honest, again, because I was on it, I didn't really, when I saw the actual final, I didn't even realize that she wasn't eating it. And then when I saw the product, the, all like the comments and everything, I was like, oh, that's so weird. She ate everything. I mean, I know that you said it wasn't intentional that they did that to like cause the conspiracy. But I mean, at the end of the day, it got even more people talking about the commercial. So do you think that they're actually mad about that? No, I think it was a an honest mistake, but that everybody's somehow benefiting from it. Right, you right, know? right. <laughs> I, I think it was like because it's it's publicity at the end of the day, and it's and it it granted them because she had to rectify it. She ended up posting about it again. Right, right. Um, which I I'm not sure. Again, I'm not in the contracts, but I'm not sure what was contracted there. But I think it worked out for Beyond well. But it's also like. I don't know. Do you want your product to be talked about because they didn't take a bite? I, I don't know. That's not my uh, my area of expertise. Yeah. And I just want to say this podcast not sponsored by Beyond Me. But <laughs> yeah, hey, if yeah. they want to send some stuff over, I will gladly eat it on camera whenever, <laughs> wherever. Uh, Julian, you also have a podcast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I do have a podcast, which is actually you know produced by Heard At. Um, and it's called X Appeal. What so, are you talking about? So it's an interesting concept. It's basically an ex of mine and I debating relationships and talking about everything, everyday life, relationships, dating, um, because we realize that a lot of podcasts are a little biased, right? It's always two guys talking about dating and shitting on girls. Right. And or two girls talking about dating and saying guys are just the worst. So, right. We thought there was a niche there where she can bring her woman point of view on this subject, but I can also stand up for guys and say, well, no, that's not how we see things. That's not, that's not what's happening, right? So our first episode was, um, you know, how long, is, how long should you wait before you get intimate with your partner? And, and it seems like 
Jen, my uh, my co-host, was saying, well, you know, maybe like a week, two weeks, three, four dates, something when you feel, and you know, just so that the guy is really interested. And I was debunking all of that, saying it does not matter if a guy is actually interested in you, actually genuinely interested in you, whether you sleep with him the first night or after a month, he'll still right. be interested. Right. Obviously, you got to be comfortable about doing it. But if a guy is just interested in sleeping with you the outcome will be the same if you make him wait or not. So it's just like, it's got to go by feelings, you know? I take it you guys didn't have that bad of a breakup if no. you're now a podcast host together. That's yeah. that's really something. Yeah, I know. We we, we dated and it, it came to a point where it's like, we knew that her and I were not going to be compatible long-term, but we actually de definitely like enjoyed each other's person. And it's slowly, like she started slowly to talk to me about the guy she was dating and uh, we had this one moment where she was dating this guy and she was like, oh, I don't know. Like, he hasn't hit me yet. I don't know. Like, hit me up about hanging out. I was like, I don't know if I should, you know, it's weird. And I said, just text him. And he's like, well, no, he's going to think I'm clingy. I was like, no, just text him and see. She did. It worked out. They actually went on a date. You know, he loved it. And then as a joke, we're like, man, we should have a podcast. And then two months later, like, let's do it. That's amazing. If yeah. I ever had a podcast with my ex, I would not. I mean, <laughs> all my exes and I, we do not speak. It was not good terms. Really? So. Why? <laughs> you know, I was young. We In all of my relationships, I was just, you know, not the most mature, not the mm. best version of myself. Um, but I also was never a huge relationship girl. You know, I had three serious relationships my whole entire life, I'm almost 30. So yeah. I would go very long spans of time being single because um, honestly, it took a lot to win me over. And so the last serious relationship I'm engaged now, which is okay. great. Um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But you know, my last serious relationship, I was still in college, I was 21. We didn't really trust each other. It was in that, you know, scene of, of just the college scene. So yeah. I, I was just not a mature person. I don't think my exes were mature at that stage in life either. So we will not have a podcast with them, maybe with my British South African fiance, because he has a great podcasting voice. He's got the accent and everything. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> but I'll leave the relationship stuff up to you and your co-host, Jen. Can you tell my listeners where they can find you guys online, on social media and your podcast? One more yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so our podcast, it's called X Appeal. You can find us on um, Apple and Spotify. We are also on uh, Instagram. We are taking a little break from Instagram to try to figure out a little bit of a better way to communicate. Um, but we are still on Instagram and you can reach out to us there. Also, if we'll do a question of the audience. So sometimes an audience member will send us like a question that they want us to debate. So that's a good way to reach out to us. And um, yeah, we're on YouTube as well. Julian, thank you for helping me crack the conspiracy with Ch Kim and her Beyond Meat burger. It's forever. all real. <laughs> it was all real, guys. Thanks, Julian. Of course. Thank you guys again for joining another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks. It truly is my highlight of the week. I feel like I still am streaming like PewDiePie on YouTube with my new gamer setup, but... We're living, we're laughing, we're loving, we're gathering in my new studio. And I'm just grateful. I'm grateful that I have a studio where I can talk to you people. I'm grateful that I have these cute little purple lights to kind of hit at home that you're listening to MPT, even though you can't see the purple lights. So 
I guess I'm just going to shut up now. Hey, leave a review, would you? It really makes my day. I absolutely love it. A little five-star boop, boop. We're trying to take over the world here, and we can't do it without ratings. If you want to leave a nice positive review too, even a little love you like a sis, a lilas, I will just love you forever. All right, I'm going to go now. Thank you again. We'll see you back next week. Love you like a sis. Huda Media Production.